0: How do folks, it's Tuesday the 1st of December. My name is James Taylor and I'm the curate in the central hub of Church Wigan. Today we continue our new Advent Reflection series, Treasure and Ponder, as we look at God's covenant with Moses in Exodus 6 verses 1 to 18 and how it can offer hope today. Let's read the passage together now and I'm using the NRSV translation of the Bible. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. Indeed, by a mighty hand he will let them go. By a mighty hand he will drive them out of his land. God also spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they resided as aliens. I have also heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are holding as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will free you from the burdens of the Egyptians and deliver you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has freed you from the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yesterday we heard how Abraham was blessed by God to be a blessing to others. In that blessing, God made a covenant, also known as a promise, to Abraham, that Abraham and his family would be fruitful and the basis of nations. In our passage from Exodus 6, God is renewing that promise as a way of assuring Moses after a disastrous first attempt of asking Pharaoh to let the ancient Israelites go from slavery. As a result of Moses and Aaron asking Pharaoh for freedom, see Exodus chapter 5, Pharaoh has decided to work the Israelite slaves harder. As well as making bricks, they now have to gather the raw materials they need to make the bricks, whereas before, the Egyptian taskmasters gave them the resources such as straw. The Israelites understandably aren't happy with Moses and have essentially cursed him. They said to them, The Lord look upon you and judge. You have brought us into a bad odour with Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hands to kill us. Exodus 5 verse 21. Verse 1 of chapter 6 is God's initial response to Moses when Moses cries to God for help. Hence why it feels so disjointed from verse 2 of chapter 6 where the reader is told again that God is speaking to Moses. The order of verses aside, we do get to see that Moses was in frequent dialogue with God and these regular conversations are the foundation to the blessing and renewal of the covenant that Moses is about to receive. Christians today then need to strive to have that same regular contact with God because as it did with Moses, talking with God today will provide a solid foundation for faith and daily life as well. This talking may be in prayer, In singing praises to God, reading the Bible, being outside and enjoying creation, and when restrictions allow, receiving bread and wine in the Eucharist. Whatever way you find it easiest to talk to God, do it. When we do talk to God, we can bring anything to God in conversation, whether it's something good or something bad. Slavery and subjection to cruelty is definitely bad, and I'm sure we're all aware of a bad situation today whether it's one we're directly involved with or not. It's scary to bring those nasty and bad things to light, and takes great courage. But if we don't name them, then they can eat away at us and lead to worse situations, such as an absolute breakdown in mental health. As God heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are holding as slaves, Exodus 6, 8. so God hears our groans today, whatever they may be. You might be thinking then, if God hears our groans, why doesn't God do something about it straight away? Why do people suffer in the first place? That's a valid question, and scientists, philosophers, psychologists and theologians, and many more, have debated this for centuries. I, a first-year curate, am not going to be able to give a right answer in a short online reflection. What I can say, though, is that the key to this passage isn't whether or not God responds quickly enough to the plight of the ancient Israelites or our groans today. The key is that amidst both the joys and pains of life, God has made a promise, a covenant to hear us and be with us in our happiness and sadness. That gave Moses hope thousands of years ago, and it gives me hope, and I pray it gives you hope as well that no matter how dire a situation, God is with us. In this season of Advent, that hope of God with us has another name. That name is Emmanuel, and refers to the baby Jesus being born, a light in the darkness, which we mark as a church in four weeks' time. As we go through Advent, keep talking to God, and look ahead to the Christ child, the light, who was born for the hope and saving of all people. We end our reflection in a time of prayer, and today I use a prayer by Tim Chester called The One True Light. Father God, I thank you for Jesus, the true ark. May I live glad under his reign today. I thank you for Jesus, the true bread. May I find satisfaction in him today. I thank you, Jesus, the true lamp. May I walk in the light of his gospel today. Amen. Bringing all our reflections and prayers together, in the company of Christians across the Liverpool Diocese, Church Wigan and the whole Church of Christ Jesus, we pray the Lord's Prayer in hope, together, in whatever language or version the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you for your company today, folks. Go in peace.